Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Father, I pray that you would awaken us, those of us who are already followers of Christ, our source of hope. And for those who are still considering becoming a follower of Jesus, may today be the day that they would open their life to you. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome worship, huh? Yeah. And please welcome Dr. Brett Wellstead back from his sabbaticals. Oh. You may be seated. So I have an amazing passage that will drive our prayer time uh, this week as you put in prayer requests, and I will make sure that you have ample time to do that. Uh, but it comes out of an unusual passage, Habakkuk uh, chapter 3, verse 17. Fig trees have no blossoms, even though there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. How's that for encouragement? Woo! Well, he doesn't stop there. He says, yet I'll rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in the God of my salvation. Then here is, here's the take home that you'll want. Verse 19. Because the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights. And when he says the sovereign Lord, when you th think of sovereign, one who's in control. Brett talked about so many things. But he's a sovereign Lord. He's going to be my strength. And that is what we want to pray for you as you put in prayer requests today. And he'll make you sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. King of the mountain. Just get the idea of when you were a kid playing king of the mountain. This is what happens when you put your hope and trust in Christ alone. Uh, so an easy way to put in prayer requests is 402-260-2400. And you can put in prayer requests. And that particular passage, whatever you put in as a prayer request, we're going to pray that God meets your needs but ultimately, here's what's going to drive our prayer team for you this week. That the Sovereign Lord is in this strength. You'll want to take a screenshot of this. Larger than any experience peace, even when you don't understand what is happening. That God would live our prayer for all of you. Is that no matter what you face that God would loom hugely larger than anything you could ever face because it's in Christ alone. He's enough. So the thing we do, we face reality, but we focus on God. Face reality, focus on God, that he would loom hugely larger. So I'm excited that we are moving into a brand new uh, particular passage, uh, a book that we'll be studying together. And in this particular book, it addresses some interesting things that I, I think will be good for, for New Cub. And certainly, uh, as we just got through thinking about God and revival, falls into one of three categories. You're not limited or unwanted. Together, Paul did, I don't know the way he lived, Paul lives an effective social distancing. A few thumbs up for those of you online, all right. 
But what we want to do, Paul talks about that even in the midst of a culture that is headed dramatically different than, than the followers of Christ, he wants to build them up, and he's going to use them in a huge way, and he's going to do two things that result in them living an effective life. He's going to have them build their understanding of God's Word, build their understanding of God's Word, and then they're going to build up their faith. And that's why every single week in our next steps, uh, the, as we have you respond, we always say, what did God say to you? What are you going to do about it? What did God say to you? What are you going to do about it? Learn God's Word, then do something with it. What did God say? What are you going to do about it? Now, Paul is in an interesting situation in Ephesus. Uh, actually housed an, an interesting particular goddess. It was Diana or Artemis, the goddess of the... She was the moon goddess, the mother of all living things. Great picture of her. She's fine to look at. Um, every year they would come together and the whole city would come and they would worship Diana. And followers of Jesus are living in this, in this culture. And the whole city protected her because he's concerned about two things. He's also concerned about the lack of it was going. And so what Paul is going to do, he's going to say, what does God's word say and what do you do about it? What does God's word say and what are you going to do about it? Here is something I came across and then we'll jump into. Ephesians. In our Biblical life. truth must always be say and what am I going to do about it? What does God's word say? What am I going to do about it? We need God's truth to echo so loudly in our lives that it drowns out the sound of any other voice that could distract or deter us from it. So what we are going to do, we're going to work our way through for a while through the book of Ephesians. What does God's word have to say and what are we going to do about it? Because we want God, by the way, God has never revealed to me a verse that I've never read. So we've got to be people of the word. We've got to read God's word. We've got to understand it. This culture and think not only to, to know God's word, but the theme of Ephesians is you want to know the bottom line of Ephesians. Here it is. Imitate God in everything you do because you belong to him. Imitate God in everything you do because you're a follower of Jesus Christ, because you are in his family. Imitate God. Can you imagine what would happen just in your particular concentric circle of relationships if you began to imitate God in every single thing that came your way, that God, the presence of God would loom larger than anything else because you're driven to love God, to imitate God. So Christians all chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Did you notice immediately, here he is, he's in prison, this is the last place he wants to be. This is not the circumstance he wants to be in, much like many of us could say, this is mission, but by his calling. Look at how horrible things, leverage where God has Jesus Christ give you uh, He's going to address, we think of the gospel, as sins forgiven, and one of these days Jesus is coming back and my eternity is taken care of. But we have this whole, or this, uh, another way to look at it is a, uh, a, an entrance and an exit kind of thing. Heaven, when Jesus returns. I don't know. But we imitate God in everything we do. We don't end me in through, but what does God's word say? returns. He says, in the, what we just read, I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus. The word holy means 
you have been set apart. Invite Christ in your heart, you become, you do. And then he says in verse 2, may the God of Every time he uses, in all of Paul's writings, every time he uses the word grace, he could have used a word that just means greeting. There's one way he could use that. Or he could use another word, which he uses every single time when he talks to followers of Christ. He has kind of grew up with church, you know this. But here's another twist on it that might help you to, to, to nail it a little better. The kindness of God toward undeserving people. The kindness of you online and in the house are undeserving. I mean, every one of us. Can you imagine if we began to live our lives recognizing that we are undeserving and we don't have to earn God's goodness at all, but it says it's God's kindness toward us. Here we go. Let me quickly make you uncomfortable. We're supposed to imitate God in everything we do. Chapter 5, verse 1. Imitate God in everything you do. So we are to be representatives of God. We are to show. That means, let me jump to the, jump to the, straight to it, and then don't send me emails later. Don't. That means that you're to show undeserving kindness toward people who don't vote like you. Did I say that loud? Brett led us in worship and talked about that, that we, we find ourselves involved in the things of God, but to make sure that we're always focusing on God, focusing on God, that we imitate God. As, as we're called love to verses 3 to 12, uh, it took me forever to get through school because of grammatical issues. When I did my dissertation, I had to hire someone to help me think through all the grammatical changes that need to be made. And I love verses 3 to 12. So here's what he says. All praise to God. He didn't say praise to Diana. He didn't say praise to the latest thing that's hot and heavy in the culture or the, the, the new. Folks, blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And when he uses that word, that phrase for uh, a spiritual blessing, he uses a, a, a monetary word. And everybody there in Ephesus understood what he was supposed to in all kinds of riches. In fact, the, uh, the housing, the, the, the building that they had for Diana among the seven wonders of the world this temple of her was a depository for wealth. It had the greatest art treasures. Think of the verse there. Um, he says, "Who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing that they immediately think they think their spiritual blessing is whatever they could find in the temple and house it there." And it says, "No." In twenty-seven times, Paul uses the phrase "in him or in Christ," "in him or in Christ," "in him or in Christ." That our whole God would be greater who had everything unexpected. Jesus mentions, look at verse 3, you knew it or not, but it's all based right here. Ephesians 1, verse 3, all we need. Here comes the Zoomer ring central. In the heavenly realms, because we're united with Christ. That phrase, in the heavenly realms, means in the heavenlies in Christ. What does it mean? When you do Ring Central, you're in two places at the same time. I am sitting in my office or sitting at home or wherever, and I'm also in another meeting at the simultaneously saying, as a follower of Christ, a visible to you. And again, Ephesians will help us understand who we are in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, and how to access that which, in fact, he says, you thing you need to be God has positioned you. 
that God knew before the foundation of the earth that you and I would be here live out me home or until he returns. Jesus Christ, the following things are all God loves the current culture. It's what you can, what can you do for me and what can you earn and, and how do you keep in good stance? And God, God says, no, that he chose us. Nothing better than being chosen. There were some particular games in elementary school when we would choose up sides and the worst possible thing ever is to be the last person standing. Just thinking, oh no. Play Pictionary at my home. Even my grandkids complain if they get stuck with me. I'm that bad of an artist. And it's terrible seeing two sides of people who love me and value me, and they're saying, you get him, no, you get him, no, you get him. He loves you. You don't have to earn it. He loves you as you are. Notice also it says you are without fault. You're, all your sins are forgiven. Why? Because it's of it's in him that all your sins are forgiven, not because of what you do or don't do. It's in, thrown out of the family. You are adopted. You are that wanted. And so he says, where you are, whether it's playing careful, careful, carefully connected, what does God's word say about it? Are you kidding? I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm adopted. I'm forgiven. And so I get to live differently around the, the in me. And he says, I want you to understand who you are in Christ because the world desperately needs Jesus Christ. So even as the follower of Jesus in the pagan culture that we just uh, are, have learned a little about, that it's on the reach of God's redemptive grace. No society. Let me nail it even more so. No election, no pandemic, no culture war. You gather with new coveys. Every time we come together, you, you will always, always hear it's in Christ and in Christ alone because we have everything we need to navigate a crazy culture around us for people to see Jesus in us. And it's found, expected, or unwanted is an invitation and an opportunity for the gospel. You're chosen before the foundation of the earth to be here. Look at verses 6 to 8. I just love, look at grace. Baptized us. We're over 7. He is grace. That's the Greek word is, uh, it's just, it's a word to say about you. We, we do not need to walk around as afraid people at all because we're loved, we're chosen, we're forgiven, we're adopted, and we have all that we need to be able to live life where he has us. And you look at uh, Ephesians 1, verses 9 to 11. He talks about that, or, or in verse 7, that we've been, our, our, our salvation has been uh, purchased or redeemed alone. Look at 9 to 11. Now he's revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure, and this is the plan everything in heaven and earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. It all will culminate where we get about dethroning. Society says we're to enthrone ourselves because it's all about us. And the kingdom of God is about dethroning that you are not sitting on the throne where Christ is. 
and I love Lord, we who were first to who also were included were marked in him are inherent dwell on and then what are we going to do about it so take your phones if you will and I'd like for you uh, to turn in some opportunity uh, to respond to today's message uh, 402-260 I'd say to you what are you going to do about it there are discussion questions that I would urge you to look at. But in particular, I want to know how we can pray for you, and in particular, pray that God would lay. That you would simply face reality but focus on God, who would hugely, hugely overwhelm you, that he would loom larger than anything you could ever experience. I think a person you talk to has a story of what's going on and things that people are overwhelmed with, I want you to know that you're loved by God, you're chosen, and he has a plan to give you a future and a hope, and he wants to, 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 to and it's in Christ, in Christ alone. Let's pray together. Father, may our eyes be on you. Thank you that you, what, what the evil one means to destroy, you intend to use for good. Here, God, may your presence loom hugely larger than anything we are faced, whether it's unexpected, unwanted. God, I, I, I everything we need in Christ Jesus, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.